This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The wide receiver position will be a hot topic throughout the offseason for the Indianapolis Colts. So what must happen for this group to improve going into next season? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and as always, I'm joined here by my fellow analyst and co-host of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast, Drake Wally. Drake, wide receiver. We're going to be talking about it a lot heading into free agency, heading into the draft, and probably all the way up until training camp when we see how this group of wide receivers is going to perform with Anthony Richardson back at the helm. But let's face it, they can't go into next season uh, without making some changes. While retaining some guys, hopefully, in Michael Pittman Jr., the bottom line is this group needs to get more explosive in 2024. Yeah, and that it was lacking big time. You know, you had your next best receivers a rookie, okay? And that's while he played fantastic football and, you know, broke the Indianapolis Colts, you know, rookie record for receptions in a season, you still need more, you know? And Anthony Richardson, I think, is going to help with, with uh, you know, potentially maybe some free agents that that get that maybe want to come here and play for Shane Steichen and play for Anthony Richardson. Um, but also, look, you're going to address this in the draft, too. You're going to probably not see this big Mike Evans signing. I mean, $30 million is insane. <laughs> so <laughs> you're anybody that still is holding on to hope for Mike Evans, goodbye. That's not happening. Um, but, you know, you need to look to re-sign Pittman. You need to look to help him out. Uh, Alec Pierce needs to step up. There's a lot of things that need to happen for the Colts to get over that nine-win hump and get into the playoffs and potentially win the division from the Texans. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're tonight we're going to talk about this wide receiver group. We're going to talk about the top three guys, Michael Pittman Jr., Josh Downs, and Alec Pierce, and really go over what they did this season. Uh, and then we're going to talk about what they need to do to to improve and and some different acquisitions that the Colts can make, whether it's via free agency or or the NFL draft here to really help this group get to the next level. Plus some other things that I think are going to have an impact as well. Truett getting a start off 
started off tonight on a hot streak uh, with a $5 super chat here. Truett, thank you so much, buddy, for all of your support. Truett says the Colts need a beast wide receiver who can get Mm. 1,500 yards so Pittman and Pierce can be the wane to Marvin Harrison and Dallas Clark. So, so yeah, I mean, there's, uh, do I think that the Colts are going to get a a number one wide receiver like a, like a Marvin Harrison Jr. or, or someone like that? I don't think that's in the cards, but I think the Colts can bolster their wide receiver group in other ways. So, Truett, thank you so much for the support, buddy. Really, really do appreciate it. Patrick coming in here as well saying, can we just not talk about Mike Evans, please? So, Drake already kind of, kind of put that to bed. Uh, and as stats, Matt, as well, we ain't getting Mike Evans, no reason to talk about him. So, so yeah, I mean, I agree, guys. The, the, the Mike Evans to Indianapolis, uh, that's that's never even going to get off the ground. Uh, it's it's just not happening. So I don't think you you don't get your hopes up for Mike Evans coming to Indy. Uh, it, I don't think it's a realistic possibility. But there are some other wide receivers that that the Colts could add this offseason that I think would help that this explosiveness uh, the explosiveness for the offense and get things going. But before we dive into all that, please go follow us on all of our socials like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Despite uh, Facebook. Uh, just destroying my account and suspending Andrew. me. I mean, they're trying to silence me, Drake. It's it's pretty much what they're trying to do. They they're suspended my account once again for literally just sharing uh, uh, episodes of this podcast here. So we'll see if I ever get my account back. But go like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, like Horseshoe Huddle at Colts on FN on X, and then subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. We're only fifty-five, or no, no, I'm excuse me. 45 subscribers away from 2000 on there so we're getting so close can we get to 2000 this week before the super bowl let's try it but hit that bell so you know when drake and i go live every monday and thursday night so you never miss an episode and if you can't catch us live we're on youtube apple spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe give us a five-star review so we can reach other colts fans just like you so drake let's dive right into it buddy let's evaluate the colts wide receiver group so when you look at the top three and this is kind of where i wanted to start this evening is really looking at what the colts already have on the roster particularly with michael Pittman jr josh downs and alec pierce and obviously we got to start out with number 11 109 catches for 1152 yards four touchdowns a career year for michael Pittman jr and unfortunately another year where Pittman has inconsistent quarterback play Seven different quarterbacks have thrown Pittman the ball in his career with the Indianapolis Colts, and he just continues to put up numbers. So again, we, we've already gone over this a hundred times, I feel like, but signing, but re-signing Michael Pittman Jr. to a long-term deal is priority number one for the Indianapolis Colts and Chris Ballard this offseason. Yeah, and you know, we've we've really we've gone over this over and over again because I don't really know if in recent memory of a receiver that has just continued to get better. Okay. With seven different quarterbacks of all skill levels and types and everything you've had the short passers, the deep passers, the aged veterans, the, 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 you know, witty veterans like Phillip rivers who could put a ball in a dime, not with strength of his arm, but he was just accurate. And then you've got this athlete like Richardson. So Pittman, I guess a different way we could go about this is at the least the big, if you're going to sign him for no other reason, Think about the potential that he could have if he just has one guy, one guy that is supposed to be your starter, one guy that has all the tools that you drafted Anthony Richardson to display, 
and then mix that with Shane Steichen for an entire season. No ambiguity at the position. It's it's so crucial for him to keep Richardson as his quarterback. So I think that you need to you need to also look at the fact that no one else has really produced. And Josh Downs was a rookie last season, and we've talked about this too. Everyone knew what the hell the Colts were going to do in the passing game, and this dude still went out there and did it week in and week out. Usually eight plus catches. That's just an incredible pace. Now. We've talked about the yards per catch aren't necessarily, you know, going to blow you off, you know, out of the water. They're not going to, you know, pop your eyes, you know, off of a page. But right. it's the consistency. It's the reliability. It's the tough catches. It's the just the willingness to do things like block and, and the willingness to just to, to do what he needs to do as a receiver. He's not a prima donna. He doesn't ask for much. He's got an attitude that the Colts need at the position. And He's a bona fide leader of the offense now. You know, initially when he got drafted, he was quiet. That's not the case anymore. Michael Pittman has shown when you give him a big arm quarterback, he can make the big or the, the big downfield plays with guys like Wentz. And he even did it at times with Richardson. So the potential's all there. And I think that the Colts would be foolish. They'd be absolutely ridiculous as a franchise to not keep this dude. You would be honestly being as negligent as you were looking back when you didn't re-sign Danico Autry. I mean, he went out there and for his career just started destroying Indianapolis every time he played him. So it's priority number one, dude. Offense, defense, any free agent you can name for the Colts in-house, this is number one, and you have to get him re-signed before anybody else. Shout out to Truett for another super sticker. Truett, making a, case, making a case for CFO to go, coming after Patrick's job here. Truett, thank you so much for the super sticker. And he's voicing his support, Drake. Don't worry, Andrew. Been in Facebook jail a couple of times. Hashtag prison break. <laughs> so, hey, my, my fellow inmate there in Truett, but thank you so much, buddy, for all of your support. And I want to give a shout out to Logan Schmidt as well. Good to see you, buddy, back in the chat. Love having you here. Uh, but, yeah, Drake, 100% agree with with everything you just said about michael pittman jr and that's why i think i mean we've uh, that people are going to get sick of, of us talking about it until his name is signed on the on the dotted line there but it, it's it's got to happen i mean the colts have to bring back their number one wide receiver they don't have another number one wide receiver waiting in the wings to take over and if you're going to shell out big money for a wide receiver why not it be your own you know, and and uh, stats Matt, uh, he he loves. The, I I got to give credit to stats Matt. I don't know how he does it, but when people start bashing Michael Pittman Jr., stats Matt goes to war for number eleven out there. And one of the one of the uh, one of his favorite stats that he loves to throw out there is is Pittman's catch percentage because a lot of people and yeah. I don't know where this narrative comes from. A lot of people say Michael Pittman Jr. drops a lot of footballs. That's just simply not true. You know, I think last year his cut his drop percentage was around four percent, which is better than a lot of the top wide receivers in the NFL. Pittman has some of the best hands in the NFL, most consistent hands in the NFL. So yeah, Michael Pittman Jr. needs to be a lock. If the Colts, if I'm Chris Ballard, the extension is going out right now. If there is some hiccups, the Colts can use that franchise tag on Pittman to work towards a long-term deal, which I think would probably happen. I don't think they want to allow him to test the open market. So it's going to be really interesting to see how all that plays out over the upcoming months before free agency starts, which is honestly just a little, little more than a month away. It was when free agency will start. So, but let's let's move on from Pittman because you know what you're going to get from Pittman. 
great possession wide receiver, a physical guy. It's going to do everything really well for you. Let's talk about Josh Downs, though, Drake. This guy has a chance to, I mean, we've said it, be a star. And while he did hit kind of a, a rookie wall, I would say, towards the end of the year, I mean, his stats are still great. 68 catches, 771 yards, two touchdowns for a third-round pick. I mean, he, he took over right away, and then he was the really undisputed number two wide receiver on the Indianapolis Colts this year and and was off to a really great start, especially when Richardson was in there. Uh, and, and, and it just makes you even more excited to see what these two can do down the line because, again, he was only a rookie. So Josh Downs is going to continue to get better. This is just the start of things for number one. Yeah, and you know, he it's not even close after him, okay? It was mostly Pittman and Downs. And Downs still commanded 20, yes, 20% of the target share for the entire season. Pittman commanded around 30. Mm -hmm. um, and I think actually it might have been 18% for Downs. But regardless, he only had five drops, okay? And this is with, again, two different quarterbacks. By the way, to go back to that that whole drop thing, he Pittman had a 1.9% drop rate with 156 targets. Anyone out there that thinks the guy can't catch, look at the numbers. They, they prove you wrong. So Downs showed he's a quick win guy. He showed he can also be effective with – Two different quarterbacks, vastly different skill sets, okay? He showed he can make some big-time uh, catches downfield. He also showed some get-up-and-go with his with his speed, you know? I mean, there's so much there, and yet there's so much for him to still learn because, like you said, at times he got out-muscled on some catches. On some 50-50 balls, there was one. I can't remember who, who basically ripped away a ball from him to get a pick, but it happened, okay? You also expect this fully from a guy that is, is, is a third-round pick that nobody really talked about, comes to the Indianapolis Colts, and he's the second best receiver on the team. And like like you said, it's not even close after him. Like Alec Pierce is a distant third. And um, it, you you want to see a little bit more consistency, you know, week in, week out. Because if you look at the game log, you got three catches, four, eight, two, six, five, five, seven, one, two. So there's, there's there needs to be a little bit more consistency. But again, this dude is a is a rookie. I think he's like 22. Yeah, he's 22 years old. I mean, he's got a lot of room to grow, and he's he's got a perfect offensive staff to help him do that, and he's got a great coach in Reggie Wayne that's working with him day in and day out that literally was, I think, arguably the biggest driving force behind him getting drafted, who called him the best route runner, the best receiver he felt in the draft. So Downs, he's got it all. He's got it all there, and just like Pittman and a lot of these other offensive playmakers, Andrew, that have been with the team for more than a season or even just last year, they need consistency at the freaking quarterback position, and they need Jonathan Taylor out there more than, you know, half the season, and they need to not have so much, you know, rotation happening at key positions, and injuries also didn't help. So, um, but if, for, if nothing else, Josh Downs shut us all up because you and I both thought Isaiah McKenzie was going to be his mentor, and holy crap, it was not only just not that, but Downs supplanted him basically before the preseason even started and never let it up. I think McKenzie had 10 catches. So Josh Downs overshot everyone's expectations, set set franchise records, and he's got a bright, bright future if he can just continue to learn and get more consistent with his with his stats, I think. I like this hot take by Patrick. Josh Downs is going to have a bigger breakout year in 2024 than Anthony Richardson. <laughs> 
Uh, that that's a, that is kind of a hot take because I do think that that if Richardson stays healthy, he's definitely going to be the star of the show. Uh, but but I think Josh Downs will benefit from having Anthony Richardson back. There. I like that, Drake, Drake, I think you mentioned it. His his, I mean, he's just got hands of glue. Really yep. doesn't drop much. Josh Downs is a big, he, even though he's five foot nine, he's got a much bigger catch radius because he he. It just seems like he hauls everything in. So yeah, I think getting Anthony Richardson back is going to be huge for Josh Downs. But I think it's even going to be bigger for Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce, definitely not the sophomore campaign that he wanted. Only 32 catches for 514 yards and two touchdowns. His yards per reception were, were pretty good. 16 yards per catch but only 32 catches on the season just wasn't involved much in the offense. And, and I do think a lot of that was because of the quarterback Gardner Minshew, his style of football just does not mesh well with Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce is a deep ball guy. You know, he's got that good speed. Uh, he's got that big leaping ability down the field is where you, you, you're going to target Alec Pierce. And, and with Gardner Minshew, it was more dink and dunk get the ball out quickly a lot of quick rpos so that's something that even michael Pittman talked about this year that he didn't really get as many chances down the field because the offense was centered so much around those rpos and getting the ball out quickly so when you do that you can change the change it from that to you're still going to implement the rpo game but you're going to take much more shots and, and more chances with anthony richardson in there with his ability to throw the deep ball that's going to help alec pierce quite a bit but Oh, yeah. I mean, that's for the sophomore campaign for Alec Pierce. Well, I mean, yes, he wasn't used properly, but it's certainly overall. I mean, just looking at it from in totality wasn't enough from from the guy that that the Colts took in the second round just to, just two years ago now, I guess, in 2022 and and was poised to be that number two wide receiver. He didn't really show up in 2023. Yeah. And I have to go back to it. He's this guy's had five quarterbacks already, you know, and he's had three head coaches and he's, and there's been multiple schemes thrown at this, at this kid, by the way. And like Reggie Wayne said, there's still, he still needs to develop. Okay. Like people want to rush and get this guy, you know, Oh, he should be out there, you know, catching 10 tuds, you know, by year two. It just sometimes takes time. And that, that happens sometimes when you have the same quarterback now throw in all of this. But like you said, you're not wrong. There were times where you could see he does not have crisp route running. He doesn't get open easy enough. He gets out muscled sometimes, which he can't, that can't happen with him because he's a deep threat guy. He's a seam runner. Okay. He's a, he's a one cut receiver that has a very powerful acceleration out of his cuts and that's it. Okay. He's not a refined route runner. He's got to get better at route running. He's got to get better at separation. But here's the thing. You look at his stats. Um, interesting, he got targeted 65 times, only 32 catches, but he only had three drops. He had a he had a, a lower drop rate than Josh Downs did. Okay. That tells me that Gardner Minshew overthrew or underthrew this dude a lot. That that tells me that Minshew's Minshew's deep ball is not good. It just isn't. That's not what he does. In fact, that beautiful, uh, I think it was like a 56-yarder against the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Minshew damn near under through that one it was a wobbler okay so pierce has a lot to work on to warrant his pick status when he was selected but he also needs just to continue to develop okay and he probably needs anthony richardson anthony richardson we saw it in camp andrew i mean there, there are multiple times where richardson and, and pierce just look like they fit each other like a one-two punch and 
and it, it really showed when he wasn't out there throwing the ball to him. So um, while there needs to be consistency and he really needs to continue to develop, hey, he also has to improve because this is going to be a year where if he pulls out another, let's say Bridgerton starts all year, he gets like 78 targets or and like 45 catches and only gets like two or three scores and it's mostly the tight ends or uh, uh, Josh Downs and Michael Pittman Jr. or if they add another receiver in free agency or uh, um, you know a receiver through the draft and you're looking at, Pierce, like, dude, you you still aren't, you're still not getting it, and you're not, the wheels aren't turning yet. Then you're going to start asking questions. But I think that it's still too soon. I think this is a massive year for Alec Pierce. And while he is only like 23 or 24 years old, dude, you got to get it going at some point. The excuses start falling off the longer you play. So um, this this is a make or break year for Alec Pierce to be taken serious as a Colts weapon on this offense. I would agree. Stats Matt says Pierce needs a better underneath route running or needs better underneath route running, excuse me, but he was open so much down the field. Yeah. Either but he was either missed or had a quarterback unwilling or unable to make the throw, you know? And and I think I think it's also uh that that plays a big role into it because the, the big he was best at was one of Gardner Minshew's worst worst attributes you know and and i i also think we we need to be a little bit realistic with these expectations as well because again there is only one football so there's not going to be three four guys that that end up with with over a thousand yards over seven eight touchdowns things like that and 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 90 catches because and even with Anthony Richardson comes back, I don't think that's going to be the case because number one, Anthony Richardson, you got to remember there's going to be a, the running game is still going to be essential to this. So you have Jonathan Taylor back there, your $42 million running back, the running game, the quarterback run game with Anthony Richardson is going to be used quite a bit as well. So, but you do want to see when Alec Pierce is out there and he's given the opportunity to make those plays. That's when he has to make those plays. He's shown uh, as a blocker, which we haven't even mentioned yet. He's a phenomenal blocker oh, at the it. wide receiver position. That's why Alec Pierce was actually out there more than Michael Pittman was because while Pittman is a good blocker, Alec Pierce is a great blocker at the wide receiver position. That's going to keep him on the field. But when he has those opportunities deep or or even in the short to intermediate game, he has to capitalize on it. No, You can't be dropping it. You can't have miscommunications. You have to make the most of those opportunities. And, and I think he will have more opportunities in 2024. It's all about just seizing those opportunities. So those are the top three guys. Obviously, there's some other wide receivers on the roster, uh, uh, but those are the guys, obviously, they're going to be out there the most and having the most impact on this offense in 2024, Drake. So that, that kind of brings us to our next question here, and it's what do the Colts need? uh more from more from this group in 2023 you know you've you've got your possession wide receiver uh the guy that's going to get the tough yards in in michael Pittman. he's your go-to your quick win wide receiver is josh downs uh who's who's going to be able to to win quickly off the line of scrimmage and get those first downs your deep threat in alec pierce but again i think every single one of these guys can take it as a step further so really what's what's needed from the wide receiver group for the colts in 2024 and beyond for this offense to continue climbing and, and be, be successful against the league's elite defenses. So uh, rapid fire here. We'll start with Pierce. Pierce has got to get better at route running. And like stats, Matt absolutely 
just nailed it right there. He's got to be be more of a complete guy, okay? You, and that includes you got to get open underneath, and you have to be able to make short catches underneath. You can't just be this deep guy, okay? So Pierce has a lot of stuff to work on, but the biggest one is just route running and getting open underneath. Josh Downs, he just needs to continue to learn. You know, he's 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 not going to be a guy that's going to outmuscle people very often. His size is not is not going to help him in that regard. But what he needs to keep doing, I think, is keep getting better at running routes. He is so crisp for uh, a, a rookie at running his routes. He's quick win. He's always going to be that safety blanket, um, especially the guy who's the closest to the quarterback as far as receivers are concerned. Um, maybe get a little bit better, I think, in regards to like – there were times where he did miss some downfield throws. Like I think that he, his catch percentage does go down the deeper the ball is thrown. So I think that he also might just need to get better um, at, at being more efficient and some downfield throws. But again, he's going to be used mostly underneath uh, and as a safety blanket, but for Michael Pittman, boy, this is a tough one, man. Um, he does so much so well, but I think that his, his one knock is that he's not kind of going back to Pierce. He's not the best route runner. You know, he's he's more of a physical dude. He's, he's just going to outmuscle you and outbody you and just absolutely just pulverize you with physicality the whole game. I think that that's the one thing Pittman can do is just, I guess, work on his route running a little bit more. But again, he needs consistency at the quarterback position to to I think the biggest thing is maybe get better at being a red zone threat. There's been times where he's just kind of absent from that, and the Colts have to rely on the ground game. You've seen them stall in the red zone a lot. I think to for Pittman to be taken to the Pro Bowl level, he needs to be a bit more of a red zone threat and use that massive body in that regard. And I liked how you really broke down each one of those guys individually of, of what each one of those need uh whether it's 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 Pittman, josh downs pierce i think regardless all of them need to continue to work to work to get better and i think they will because we're not talking about guys that are fully in their prime you know the oldest out of that group is michael Pittman jr he's 26 years old these guys are going to continue to get better reggie wayne has faith in every single one of these guys and i mean credit to reggie wayne for going up publicly and 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 backing Alec Pierce, you know, when yeah. there's a lot of fans, a lot of guys, a lot of peep noises from the outside going at Alec Pierce for for what he wasn't able to do this season. And Reggie Wayne went up, went up to bat for him. He said, and he said, you know, if 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 I was playing right now, I didn't take off till after my third year. You guys would have had me gone by now. And then Reggie Wayne, look, he had a Hall of Fame career. So uh, I thought that was really cool for him to go out there and publicly back one of his guys like that. But every single one of these guys is just going to continue to to improve. I, I fully expect that. We haven't seen the peak for any of these guys yet. So I, I like how you how you kind of went on an individual level. I'm gonna just going to go as the group as a whole. Not only do those guys just need to take it to the next step with their improvement on their overall games i do think that the colts need and stats matt has been in the chat talking about this uh and so i want to make sure i bring it up the colts need the yards after catch slash sweep style receiver i think he compared it to like a debo samuel type of receiver earlier in the episode just that wide receiver where you can get the ball in his hands on, on like an eight route eight, eight yard dig and instead of falling down after 10 he can take it for 16 17 
18. He has that ability to, once he gets the ball in his hands, to make something happen with it. And we've seen that at times with, with Michael Pittman Jr. when he's been able to get out in space, you know, uh, on those on those mesh concepts where, where he's going on a crosser. You get the ball to Michael Pittman Jr. He, he starts to look like his dad out there running angry and, and running guys over. So I think maybe scheming up more of those opportunities for guys like Michael Pittman Jr. and Josh Downs, but really just getting in that explosive yards after catch threat in this Colts offense. I think that's the wide receiver that they are missing. Uh, you've got your, you've got your, your possession, your, your number one go-to in, in Michael Pittman, your deep threat in Alec Pierce, your quick win in Josh Downs. Now you need your yards after catch guy. You know, and and sure, the Colts are going to get some reinforcements back. I think DJ Montgomery will continue to improve. Ashton Doolin will be back next year. I think the Colts really missed Ashton Doolin not only in the wide receiver room, but in special the special teams uh, uh, area that he plays as well. But still adding someone that can really create with the football and get those yards after catch. I really just think that's something that the Colts were missing all last year, someone that they can put in the different positions and, and let them go to work. That's something that, that I don't think we've seen from this Colts offense in, in a really long time, and it, it could just add an extra dimension to the Shane Steichen offense. Yeah, and look, we're going to sound so redundant on this, but Really, we can blame Chris Ballard and we can blame Shane Steichen for this. Explosive, okay? You're going to hear this so much until it's addressed. They need explosive players on offense, and it starts at wide receiver because they've got the explosive running back. They've got the explosive quarterback. They need explosive players at wide receiver because if you get that and it's consistent and efficient and it fits – Good Lord, look out for guys like Michael Pittman Jr. to really, really take off. And I love what Patrick said earlier. Don't sleep on Josh Downs because he still had 68 catches. And that's with a couple games where he was nearly absent. And I think he missed a game. So just they need something big on offense. And, and it just it starts with wide receiver. Right. And and I think getting a guy that has really good yards after catchability can really do something do is at his best with the balls in his hands you know i think the last time the colts really had that was someone like a naheem hines you know yeah. naheem hines was pretty good at that um but when you have that that guy that can they can get the ball in his hands and just create after the catch that takes so much pressure off your young quarterback as well you know you don't have to make the perfect throw 15 yards down the field every single time because the, that player is going to get dropped right there you can give it to the guy you know three four or five yards away from the line uh from the line of scrimmage and he's still going to pick up good chunk yardage out of that so Steichen, Cam Turner, Jim Bob Cooter, all those guys are very, all those guys, number one, are involved in the game plan. I don't think a lot of people realize that, just how involved Jim Bob Cooter and Cam Turner are in, as far as the passing concepts and helping come up with the game plan that, that Shane Steichen and this Colts offense run every single Sunday. But just getting that type of a receiver in there. Again, it just creates another threat for this offense. We've seen how creative, just in one season, We've already seen how creative Shane Steichen can be with the the weapons at his disposal in this Colts offense, you know, being able to get Michael Pittman Jr. those easy looks to get him in the game, be able to get create good first downs, easy first downs. Uh, 
isolating Josh Downs in the slot on a linebacker or safety, which makes his quick win ability even more lethal, you know, scheming it up. So that way, Alec Pierce, whether he receives the targets or not this season, Alec Pierce, as stats Matt said, was open multiple times, you know, deep down the field. Colts just weren't able to connect on on quite a few of those because of the quarterback that was that was under center. So he he's able to morph his offense and and put the players in the position to succeed and use their talents, use their strengths to the best of their ability because all of those wide receivers have those specific strengths and we've seen them on display. Hell, when Anthony Richardson was in the game, Shane Steichen was already curating and tailoring the offense to to Anthony Richardson's strengths with the quarterback run game, being able to take some of those deep shots down the field. A lot of play action, a lot of misdirections to get guys one-on-one and for Anthony Richardson to be able to rip the ball in there. So imagine he can do the same exact thing when you get a, a, a receiver that's really talented as far as creating after the catch can mean big things for this offense. And again, just take some pressure off of having to worry about being so perfect. Those are the types of guys that, that when they're, you can create in space just makes things so much easier to stay ahead of the chains uh, when you're trying to get those first downs and drive down the field. Yeah, and I, I love what you said about the fact that, you know, you can just see how creative Shane Steichen was with the limited amount of weapons he had mixed with multiple games where you've got, you know, a serious injury at wide receiver. I mean, there was one game, I think it was the Steelers game, if I'm not mistaken, where DJ Montgomery was out there, you know, making huge plays and he had to, he, he drops a touchdown, then Shane Steichen goes right back to the guy and he scores a touchdown. So, I mean, you give Shane Steichen, his quarterback that he initially was trying to tailor this whole thing around and you give him consistent weaponry and you give him an explosive guy, like you said, a guy that not only can he beat you downfield for a big throw, but you can just throw him a, a one, two yard screen and he just gets one block, one step, and he is out of there. Boy, that is just going to totally confuse the defense because then you got to deal with Anthony Richardson. Then you got to deal with Jonathan Taylor. And if they retain Zach Moss, then you switch him out and here comes Zach Moss. I mean, there's so many things Shane Steichen can do to, to opposing defenses, and we saw that he can do those so many of those things with backup players and, and a lack of weaponry in uh, an offense that he wants to be explosive. So, um, boy, it, it would just help so much if they got that explosive guy, whether it's through free agency, whether it's through the draft, long-term, short-term, whatever. It's going to help Richardson. It's going to help the ground game, and it's going to help this offense as a whole win games. Now, how do they do that? How do they get no. this guy? You know, free agency in the draft. Now it's the time to get that yards after catch receiver. So, Drake, give me some names. Uh, who's who's kind of been catching your eye here? Whether it is free agents, draft, both. Uh, what are some guys that you think could really either fill that role uh, for the Colts as far as the yards after catch guy? or just in general to help this offense be more explosive at the wide receiver position, which is ultimately what Chris Ballard and Shane Steichen uh, had their eyes set on accomplishing before the 2024 season kicks off. Well, I have, see, this is going to be harder than what it sounds because you need to think like Chris Ballard. We can't right. just go out there and say, Oh, well, here comes Mike Evans. Cause that sure as hell is just not going to happen. They're going to go. I don't think they're going to pay a receiver more than like, <laughs> 12 or 14, I think a 12 or 14 million dollar contract annually 
is the most you're going to see them them spot a receiver in free agency. I, I even think pushing. that that's probably on the high side considering Pittman's probably going to be making like, like my projection. If Pittman gets three years, seventy million, that's that's two point or twenty three point three three million on an average annual value. So, but yeah, Drake, if you're going to think like Chris Ballard, you have to start every every sentence with look. Uh, you have to start every. You have to throw a couple freakins in there. Uh, just just all those Chris Ballard mannerisms. So let let's hear it. Yeah, um, man, I think I think if he falls to the second or third round of free agency, I'm going to keep beating this drum until he's actually signed. I think Marquise Hollywood Brown, it just screams to me, a Shane Steichen guy, an Anthony Richardson weapon. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make the money that he wants if he's hitting that mark. So I think that that's when the Colts would get him if he was, you know, a bargain ballad guy. Um, I think that a guy like Curtis Samuel, if he does fall, which he's probably going to re-sign with the um, Washington Commanders, but that's a guy that could potentially have some some allure. DJ Shark, I know that he's kind of bounced around, but he's a guy that's a big red zone dude. I think that he's a receiver that is is overlooked as far he, he gets overlooked with how fast he can actually get down the field. Another guy is Michael Hardman. You know, that's a dude that uh, I think that outside of Patrick Mahomes, he's really seen little to no success. Um, and I think that maybe he just needs the right quarterback, right system to accommodate his deep ball ability. He's a smaller guy. He's kind of like Josh Downs, only way faster. Um, and he can just break a secondary if you give him a, a step or two. But there's just so many different guys that that I think, I mean, if you want a veteran presence that can, that can be a playmaker, Marquise Goodwin, I mean, he's like 33 at this point. That's another guy. Van Jefferson sticks out. I mean, there's a lot of those are the get those are the guys. I mean, I'm looking here, Richie James, too. That's another guy. You know, there's so many guys that are going to fit what the Colts need to do that aren't these high dollar free agents. Um, but I, I would just I would say that they're going to spend between eight to eleven point five million dollars annually. That is like, I think, the sweet spot or even better. They'll go lower if they can find that bargain. So, yeah, I, I do. I do like the Hollywood Brown idea. I really do. It, it's just going to be a matter of price, you know, because I think obviously things haven't been great in Arizona the past couple of seasons uh, after the Ravens traded uh, Brown to, over there to Arizona. Uh, he could never really just get things off the ground with with Kyler Murray, even though they were college teammates there at Oklahoma so we'll see what he goes for I still think he could be in the 10 million dollar range the only thing that I think is helping uh, would help that as far as keeping the wide receiver market a little bit a little bit lower is when you're when you're talking about this group of wide receivers coming in into the NFL draft you know it's a very deep wide receiver class so that's going to certainly help uh uh, maybe not for the higher guys like the T Higgins uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Mike Evans those guys are still going to get paid but for that that second and third kind of tier of a free agency those deals that in that wide receiver market might not be as as big as as what we had originally thought uh but but i like the hollywood brown idea someone like a maybe even a darnell mooney uh, from Chicago, a guy that oh. never really, never really took off his stats. Matt posted in the chat right as I right as I say it. The, the dude constantly reads my mind. But a, a speedster, a guy that has that explosive element, just really couldn't connect with Justin Fields. I think he could be on the lower side of things, you know. 
as far as costs go. Uh, looking towards the draft, though, that's where I think that we're going to be able to see a potential addition to this wide receiver room for the Colts. Uh, Chris Ballard even said it. You know, we've gone through we've gone through our, our draft stuff, and and we think we can add an explosive element. We can ex- add explosiveness through in the draft to to the offense and the defensive side of the ball. So you look and and there's guys like. The, the, that I think would be particular fit. If you're looking for that yards after catch guy, Mal, Malachi uh, uh, Cor- uh, Conley, I think it is. Malachi Conley or Cornley, uh, 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 Corley, excuse me. My goodness, I can't talk today. Malachi Corley, uh, uh, out of, uh, he was at the Senior Bowl did a really good job of, of showcasing some of his talents, not as much as he would have liked. But when you turn on his tape, Drake, man, the guy is a beast racking up those yards after catch. Another guy that could be explosive is Xavier Worthy out of Texas. You know, he showed off his explosiveness, not only with the ball in his hands, but as a deep threat. Uh, I know the one guy that we had talked about as Tez Walker from North Carolina definitely didn't have the senior bowl that he wanted a lot of drops a lot of miscues he could be there uh and then you always have to talk about who links up with with certain guys so who was anthony richardson's favorite target at florida ricky pearsall ricky pearsall a guy that really impressed at the senior bowl you could he'll probably fit more in the slot so you'd probably be looking at possibly the backup to josh downs but he's a good route runner good separator and he already has that familiarity with Anthony Richardson and they're still fairly close to this day so honestly I I think if you're going to get I think the Colts if they're going to add another wide receiver it's going to be in the draft because they're already shelling out big money to Michael Pittman Jr. going to be shelling out big money to Michael Pittman Jr. this spring so you're going to be looking for those guys that are going to be on those those lower end deals that are as far as money wise you can hold their rights for a while and you can get them into this offense so i, I really like malachi corley uh, i think he's going to be an absolute stud and and he was he's really impressed me the more tape i watch on this kid the more i like him plus he's from a small school i think he's from western kentucky so that's a that's a school that i mean hey the colts typically typically pick at least one small school guy a year could just be malachi corley especially if the colts could get their hands on him in the second round yeah and look the two biggest needs i think in the draft are wide receiver and cornerback you know i, I know that we've we've talked about layatu a lot i just don't think the colts are going to go defensive end in the first round um, I think the only way that they go outside a wide receiver or they go outside of cornerback at that 15th pick is if they trade back, because I don't think they're going to trade up, or if all the planets align and what me and Andrew hope happens, low-key hope happens, and that's if Brock Bowers falls. But we're not going to get into that. That could be a whole episode. <laughs> um, look, they have got a lot of guys that aren't your Roma Donzies, that aren't your Malik Neighbors or your Marvin Harrison Juniors. Those three names right there, while I think Malik Neighbors is probably the most realistic out of those three to, to fall to the Colts or for the Colts to get, I just don't think they're going to get any one of those guys. I think guys. all three go top 10, possibly top six. Yeah, they're they're going to be gone. So look for names at the, at the – I think at the soonest, if we're looking at the wide receiver ranks – Brian Thomas Jr., Xavier Worthy, like you said, Xavier Leggett, uh, Jalen Polk, Malachi Corley, and, and then you've got guys like Jamari Thrash 
from Louisville who showed ridiculous playmaking ability. But I love Ricky Pearsall. And here's why I love Ricky Pearsall. He's got the rapport with Richardson. He's got the route running ability. He's got the the um, the separation ability. He's also like six foot one and he's like 200 pounds. So he'd be a little bit of a bigger slot. And holy crap, this dude reminds me so he just has Hunter Renfro written all over him and we know hunter renfro when it when he was used correctly with the right situation he had over 100 catches in a season he was arguably one of the most reliable dudes you could throw a ball to so there's a lot of options here it's a deep 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 wide receiver class with so much talent and there are playmakers that could fit this offense all over the place from your high-end guys at, at the top of your boards to to the guys that no one's talking about that I guarantee you Chris Ballard is going to find because that's his specialty. Once you start getting into rounds three, four, five, six, seven, that's where he just seems to find these guys. You got to think Will Fries, Jalen Jones, Rodney Thomas, and Xavier, uh, or uh, yeah, uh, Zaire Franklin, all four seventh rounders. Okay. Three of those four guys had some pretty damn good seasons given the given, you know, consideration to the situation. So, um, it's going to be really interesting to see how they address wide receiver. I also wouldn't be surprised if there's a trade back at some point, probably not in the earlier rounds, but if they address wide receiver in the second or third round and then even grab another one later on because they just know that they can get another playmaker and worst case scenario, he's, you know, a seventh round pick and oh well, he's, you know, a backup or a practice squad guy. So I, I love what you said there. I, I think that if they're going to address this, it's going to be far more realistic to say it's going to be in the draft than through free agency because they got a lot of guys to pay and retain. It's it's going to be it's just going to be how the board falls, really. You know, they're the Colts. I think feel like they always want to have be in a position where they feel like they have a group of guys. They never want to be boxed into a corner as far as who they have to take. You know, and they're they always want to be able to have a group of guys there and be able to go all go off their board, go best player available. So could be could be wide receiver, could be cornerback, and and it might surprise you, Drake, and it might be uh edge rusher there in the first round. Hopefully could it's be. not hopefully it's none of them, and hopefully it's Brock Bowers. But so I'm gonna that's <laughs> guys. I'm full I'm the conductor of this train, and we're not stopping until until April 25th when Brock Bowers is in a Colts uniform. But Drake to kind of cap off and, and 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 put a bow on this conversation how confident are you in this wide receiver group heading into the 2024 season do you think this is a group that we're going to see improvement out of or or right now are you, are you kind of uneasy with with this position group and and its ability to really help the colts next season i think with Pittman, if we're talking, it's 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 a two-parter. If you're talking about Pittman, Downs, and Pierce, I'm actually relatively confident because you saw, I mean, Pittman is about as reliable as you can find. Uh, Downs showed incredible promise with two different quarterbacks that are completely different styles, and he didn't really drop in efficiency. And then Pierce, I think if he has Richardson for a whole year and in year two of having the same freaking coach that fits his skill set and wants to be explosive, which Pierce looked, people he is an explosive player if he can just put it together i'm not as i'm not as down on these three where my where my worry comes is the depth once you get past alec pierce it is like dj montgomery it's not isaiah mckenzie even though he's on the roster because he's not going to be on the roster okay so you need to get somebody to push Alec Pierce, and you probably do need to get a guy who's a legitimate starting level talent, whether that's through the draft, whether that's through free agency. So as far as the whole thing, 
I'm kind of like iffy. I'm probably on the on the side of less confident than I want to be if you're talking about the whole depth chart. But if we are talking about those top three guys, I'm a little more confident than I think some probably are because I know that Pierce is a real big he's a big question mark for a lot of fans and it's it's kind of an iffy touchy subject certain fans are still high on him and and think that he still has that potential and other fans are just like look this dude's a bust right so for me I think I think they're heading in the right direction obviously moves do need to be made you know if if the Colts go into the the 2024 season with just this group I think I'm going to be concerned because one of the major reasons the depth that you talked about now the reason is there's not anybody behind there to really push those guys you know you don't want them to get complacent uh and and I do think I do really think that they need more explosive they need some more explosive guys not necessarily don't have to be starters but get some guys get more add more depth pieces to this wide receiver group ashton doolin will, will will certainly help uh but but i do think that that you're going to see uh, additions that will help make this make this group more explosive it just has to be and and as we've seen the colts have already came out and said chris ballard said that's our primary focus to be more explosive on both sides of the ball and unsurprisingly to me guess where chris ballard and shane steichen had their attention focused for a lot of those senior bowl practices on the wide receiver and cornerback one-on-one so that's that's a that's a huge need for them and they also feel like it can be addressed in the draft as well so as of right now i'm not too worried i do think the colts are going to add some guys in there to help make this group more explosive and i do think we're going to see continued jumps from the likes of of Pittman, pierce and and downs however if if we get to to the spring to the summer and and there really hasn't been sizable uh, uh, additions to this group. Yeah, then I think you you can probably uh, worry a little bit and question how explosive this group really is going to be in 2024 to help out Anthony Richardson. So still a lot to be decided with this wide receiver group throughout the 2024 offseason for the Colts, and we'll be here every second of the way to document it all and give our takes on on each player that's added to help get this group more explosive and and be just be a more dynamic unit for the Colts moving forward. Drake, let's talk about the latest Colts news and rumors. And I know you guys are probably wondering why we haven't mentioned it yet. It's because we're going to devote Thursday's episode to really diving in on this guy to make sure we give you a full episode and, and, and really talk about the new defensive line coach for the Indianapolis Colts. So there's a report out there, and it's basically been confirmed uh, that the Colts are hiring former Pittsburgh Panthers uh, defensive line coach Charlie Partridge as their new defensive line coach. So uh, has been at Pitt for quite some time. I I think since 2017, 2018, he's also been the co-defensive coordinator at Pitt. And four out of the last five seasons, Pitt has been top five in the NCAA in sacks. So you're you're getting a guy that has had some some good production at Pitt. They've also been one of the top run defenses in the entire uh, FBS of all of college football. So the Colts got a very interesting hire, in my opinion, Drake. I think I'm I'm pretty excited to see what he what he brings over, how he's able to develop these guys. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch and and see just the impact that Partridge has with this defensive line group that has a lot of still a lot of young guys that that are waiting to break out. 
And I think that's where I think that that's where this hire came from is, is that you're talking about a guy who's coming into the NFL. He's got a lot of college football experience and he's got a lot. He's got a lot of success. Um, and he also has dealt with a lot of um, forefronts like where it's just the defense, like the defensive fronts putting the pressure on the quarterback a lot. That's not something that Nate Ollie really, I'm not, I'm not saying that Nate Ollie didn't do at least an admirable job. Right. But I think that this, this hire of Partridge is the Colts saying, we want a guy that has worked with a lot of younger guys. We want a guy that works a lot more with the scheme that Gus Bradley's trying to implement. They feel like, I think at the end of the day, that, that he fits two things better than Nate Ollie, that scheme, and the fundamentals. We have talked about that so much. I just think that this this hire isn't somebody that anybody really had on their radar. I can assure you, mm -hmm. nobody had this on their freaking radar, which is just a, such a Chris Ballard thing. Um, it's and a Shane I, Steichen I, thing as well. It, it's also a Shane Steichen thing. So uh, don't don't even sleep on the fact that they definitely talked to Gus Bradley about this. They talked to every single position coach on defense about this, and they felt like this guy's the right fit. Now, will he fit? That's the greatest thing about this is nobody knows. He's a total question mark, uh, but he has enough experience in college football and in D1 college football, importantly, that, you know, he's been top five, top 10 in, in most categories as far as defensive lines are concerned. And they need more consistent pressure because it'll help that young secondary and it'll help guys like EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin in coverage. So I, I think that right now it looks like a great hire. It's too soon to tell, but honestly, dude, I like it. I, I, I like the swing for the fences type of hire here. It's under the radar. No one was talking about it. And for all everyone knows, this dude could absolutely excel in the NFL. He might also crash and burn, but he's got one hell of a defensive front. Guys like Ebicom, guys like Odangbo, Lewis, if they keep him, Buckner, Stewart, when I believe they retain him. You've got some serious talent here. And like you said, a lot of them are younger guys. Exactly. Stats Matt saying uh, that Partridge's group was also also had triple digit tackles for loss in three out of the last five seasons. And this afternoon, guys, I'll admit it, I didn't didn't know much about Partridge uh, A lot of when, <laughs> when when it was announced. So I, I did reach out to to one of my sources that's close to the Pitt football program and just asked him about how Partridge was. And and this is the text that I got back. Uh, the the source said he is a phenomenal coach, maybe one of the best position coaches in college in the last decade he is incredible at identifying players strengths developing them and putting them in positions to succeed he's going to be awesome for those young guys in indy incredible hire so those are pretty big words from from guys that the closer closer to to that air uh that are really know who partridge is and close to that program so uh i i you know it's it's a good i think Right now, you can go into it thinking that it's going to be a good hire. Obviously, they'll we'll, they'll see if it's proven on the field. But the, the Colts went a little outside of the box with this, and, and as uh, as Zats uh, uh, as, as Stats Matt said to go read Zach's article. Our own Zach Hicks has an article out there on the uh, uh, on the Horseshoe Huddle website, diving into the film of a Partridge's group at Pitt. So you're going to see some some interesting things, maybe some more blitzes, uh, more attacking in, in the zone gaps, uh, putting more pressure on the quarterback. And I think that's what the Colts, what the Colts really want to see.
Yeah, and that's what they were lacking so much, and there just wasn't a lot of blitzing. Okay, so if your if your defensive front by themselves aren't putting consistent pressure on the quarterback, and you're not blitzing, I mean that's going to allow a lot of quarterbacks to take some deep shots or just allow them to sit back there. And even even a guy like Mitch Trubisky, okay, if you let someone just sit back there of the of the lower talent levels in this league, they're going to dice you up. A perfect example of that is the. The freaking game against the Falcons. Taylor Heineke had himself enough time to make a uh, make a drink, have a meal, and he was just back there just throwing it wherever the hell he wanted to. Okay, so you cannot allow today's NFL quarterbacks, whether they're Patrick Mahomes or whether they're Taylor Heineke, you can't let them sit back there because they're going to find targets. You got to put pressure on them, and if you're not going to blitz, you got to get it from your defensive front. And I think that this is a hire that's that's inc- that's that was made because i think that that is what he is going to help do for this defense exactly we'll have to see it's going to be fun to see how partridge can take this defensive line to the next level just like we're hoping the colts wide receiver group can kind of can can make that jump and go to the next level next season with anthony richardson at the helm so that's our show guys i really appreciate everybody tuning in and and joining us this evening to talk about the wide receiver group and like we said on thursday drake and i are going to do a full deep dive into charles into charlie partridge and 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 really dissect what he is all about as a defensive line coach because while the Colts only had uh, uh really a couple openings on their on their de- uh defensive side of the ball as far as coaches are concerned this was one of the bigger hires uh that I think as far as what the Colts want to do really one of the more important position co- coaches on the entire team want to give a shout out to our super chats for the evening Tr- uh, and it's really just true it true it was carrying the load uh tonight for the super chats really appreciate all of your support true it as always and, and thanks to everybody else that joined us in the chat this evening if you can't if uh if you haven't done so already please go follow us on all of our socials like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that bell. So, you know, when Drake and I go live every Monday and Thursday night, so you never miss an episode. And if you can't catch us live or on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe, give us a five-star review so we can reach other Colts fans just like you. Drake has been riding away as always on horseshoehuddle.com. Tell the people what they can go check out. So uh, our own Jake Arthur sent me three interesting articles from Bet Kentucky, which they're mostly, you know, in horse racing. But I mean, they're they're deep with Vegas. Mm-hmm. And the first one that I covered uh, is is that the the line was six wins and how the Colts absolutely put that to shame based off of betting standards. And then there was another one on Kylan Granson's value at the tight end position based off of yards, based off of his money made, and they can figure that into an algorithm. And then there's one on Josh Downs and how he's one of the top ten most undervalued while being valuable receivers and and he's with names like puka nakua and 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 others that that are like the future potentially of this league so go check those out and the josh downs one hasn't come out yet but it will soon yeah definitely check those out and guys have been talking about it for about a week now the grover stewart piece is finally coming out on horseshoehuddle.com tomorrow uh projecting what a potential contract extension might look like between the colts and big grove so make sure you check that out as well as all the fantastic writings on horseshoehuddle.com one last question patrick is asking when are you guys having your kids again uh yeah it is coming up soon so so drake's fiance aubrey drake's gonna be a dad at the end of the month potentially 
eventually. So three weeks, three weeks or so, sooner. Yeah, Drake. Drake is Drake's almost a dad. So we're getting ready for that. Uh, my my wife Danielle is due in middle of May. So I've still got a few months left. Thankfully, I still got some things to prepare uh, before the little guy gets here. But hey, uh, even though Drake and I are are having, uh, or well, I should say, our our wife and our, our fiance are having kids. They're the ones that are doing all the work. Uh, so we, there might be times where one of where one of us is on paternity leave, while the other isn't. We're gonna roll with the punches here. But Horseshoe Huddle Podcast isn't going anywhere. We might have special guests, people filling in for us as we spend time with with our 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 significant others and our newborns. But hey, we'll be here, ready to rock and roll, and uh, just rolling with the punches. Once we like get our friends. routines down. Don't exactly. We'll the, the, the dad life isn't going to stop the uh, from us covering the Indianapolis Colts. So make sure, because of that, go follow Drake at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL. Like I said, we'll be back Thursday night to talk all about Charlie Partridge, the new defensive line coach for the Indianapolis Colts. So make sure you tune in to learn all about that. We'll be seeing you soon, Colts fans.